0: Welcome back into Beyond the Bleachers. I am your host, Brandon Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at HeismanEisman. You can also find all of my written work over at Last Word on College Football, where I covered the LSU Tigers and the Florida State Seminoles, who I will be talking about here in this episode. As the 2022 Cheez-It Bowl is just final about 20 or 30 minutes ago here on Thursday evening, Florida State wins a wild and thrilling game against the now 6-7 and seven Oklahoma Sooners by a score of 35-32. to 32. This was a game where Florida State really had to have the offense clicking on all phases at every position to be able to keep up with Oklahoma. Coming into this game, I know a lot of people looked at Oklahoma and said they finished 6-6, six and six. they're not that great. But let me tell you something. From what I saw from the Sooners and first-year head coach Brent Venables, they might have been a 6-6 six and six team in the regular season. But Oklahoma looked like a team that is going to get back into the conversation, not only in the Big 12, but in the entire national college football landscape. Oklahoma, from an offensive standpoint, played a really, really well thought out game plan. Uh former UCF transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel didn't really go over the top per se in terms of highlight plays, throwing the ball. He did make good throws. He did what he needed to do to get the Sooners down the field. But where Oklahoma really punished Florida State from an offensive standpoint is in the running game. The Sooners had a total of 253 rushing yards to Florida State's 169. And I, I'll get to FSU's lack of ability to run the ball effectively later on. But what Oklahoma was able to do and how they were able to counteract Florida State's offense of what they were doing was exceptional. Florida State goes up 3-0 early in the first quarter on a field goal by Ryan Fitzgerald. Oklahoma comes back as Dylan Gabriel finds Jalil Farouk for a 22-yard touchdown to go up 7-3. And then the Sooners go up 14-3 on a touchdown run by Gabriel. And that is when Florida State realized they might be in trouble because after they go down 14 to 3, it seemed like the offense had trouble getting the ball down the field into scoring position. Ultimately, they're down 17 to 11 at the halftime, at halftime. Now 11 points, I know that sounds kind of weird, but they scored and we're down 17-9 to nine and went for two and got it. And then in the second half, Florida State storms back, keeps the game going, keeps it competitive. Jordan Travis had one heck of a game. He had undeniably one of the best games of his career, not only in college football, but while he's been at Florida State. He had 418 passing yards. Half of those went to Johnny Wilson, who made highlight reel catches, Center's top 10 catches against a very solid Oklahoma secondary. He did have one interception, but it was later in the game on a fourth down play where it was either you catch it, it's incomplete, or either way Oklahoma was getting the ball back. The only bad scenario for the Sooners in that situation was that when the ball was picked off, it was returned for no gain, and so the Sooners ultimately lost a few yards from where they would have gotten the ball spotted had it just been an incompletion. Aside from the interception, Jordan Travis was electrifying in the pocket for the Knowles. And he did really well on the ground, too. You know, Travis has been a player for Florida State this year that has really taken the opportunity to step up in a really, really big way. For the Knolls to get their first 10-win season since 2016 really goes to set the standard for what the future holds in Tallahassee under Mike Norvell, you know, a year or two ago, fans of this program were calling for you know Norvell to be fired. Not not every single fan. I know some of the fan base, a large portion of the fan base, actually was willing to stick it out and look where that's gotten you. That's gotten you to ten wins. It's got you to a now Cheez It Bowl victory. I know it's not a New Year's Six bowl, but had you beaten Wake Forest, NC State, or Clemson, you would have been in a New Year's Six bowl game. But what the Seminoles accomplished in this game is unmatched. I mean, the way that Travis was able to throw the ball, and he went 27 of 38 for 418 with two touchdowns and that one interception. The guy totaled or averaged 11 yards per pass against a, a solid Oklahoma defense that was getting pressure on him nearly on every single play of the game. Oklahoma did not stop pressuring Jordan Travis in the pocket. And at times he was able to escape and run with it and pick up, you know, significant yardage. Aside from that, Florida State's offense kind of struggled a bit. Treshawn Ward had 10 carries for 81 yards and two scores. And he averaged 8.1 yards per carry. But if you, you can take the stats and you can say, all right, those are, you know, pretty good numbers. And Jordan Travis alone had seven carries for 50 yards. But you can take those stats and say, yeah, they're you know that's decent rushing numbers. But in between the tackles, in between the hash marks, Florida State didn't gain a whole lot on their uh, rushing attempts. I mean, sure, eight yards a carry is good. Seven point one yards per carry from Travis is outstanding. But when you piece it all together from an entire sixty minute game standpoint. Fort State kind of struggled to run the ball a bit. Uh, Ward did have a big touchdown run. Um Jordan Travis had really good um scrambles on that, on those seven carries. Trey Benson had 13 carries for 25 yards. Lawrence Tuafilly had one rush for 10 yards. Um and then on the outside at receiver, Johnny Wilson had eight catches for 202 yards. That is absolutely. Phenomenal. Ontario Wilson added five receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. And Marcus and Douglas had four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. And I want to hit on that touchdown by Douglas for just a second. So late in the game, Florida State is down 32 25. They're in the red zone. They bring Darius Washington, the left tackle, in posing as a receiver on the out on in the slot. And mm-hmm. Douglas is left wide open. Takes it to the house. I think it was in between 15 and 20 yards. Might have been a little shorter than that. But the trick play that Florida State ran, that Norvell called, that the offense came up with, was a really phenomenal play. Oklahoma obviously looked confused, and Douglas was left wide open, and Florida State took the third or tied the game at 32. And then towards the end of the game, the defense got a really big stop. Florida State goes down the field, kicks a field goal. After Johnny Wilson had a 58-yard receiving uh, reception that set up a couple of runs and then the field goal. And then on the final possession of the game, Dylan Gabriel gets sacked. Knowles win, 35-32. What an immaculate win for this Florida State team to close out this 2022 season. If you look back on the 13 games the Noles played this year, could it have been better? Possibly. Could it have been worse? I don't think so. I think that Florida State really kind of hit their ceiling at 10 wins. I had them going anywhere from 8-4 to 9-3, and three. so 9-3 is about right. But to get a bowl win, finish 10-3, and three, it's your first 10-win season in six years. Mike Norvell is rapidly changing the culture, the impression, the outlook on Florida State football in Tallahassee. And with Jordan Travis coming back next year with Johnny Wilson back with Trayson Ward, Trey Benson, those guys, with, with all of these players coming back that Florida State has, they they're going to be sneakily good next year. If they're not a top, they will be a top 15 team. Could be a top 10 team, depending on what happens in recruiting and through the rest of bowl season. But as we sit here on this Thursday night, nearing the end of December of 2022, Florida State ends the year with a really, really phenomenal win. And that only goes to show that what lies ahead in 23 is going to be eye-popping. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be special. Jordan Travis has to rank up there in the list of best Florida State quarterbacks of all time. Does he win the Heisman next year? No, it's definitely a long shot. Does Florida State compete for a national title? There's definitely potential there. I think Florida State... Next year, with the talent they're bringing back, with what they're bringing in, you add Hakeem Williams into this mix next year, and oh boy, this receiving core is absolutely lethal for opposing defenses to have to take care of, to cover. But going into 2023, you open the year with LSU, who you beat on Labor Day weekend this season. But you get them in Orlando this time. So you close the 2022 season. In Orlando, you open 2023 in the same exact stadium, which could benefit the Seminoles very well. Fan base will travel well to that game. Both fan bases will. It was an absolute classic back in September. It'll. I'm pretty sure it'll be another absolute classic next September. But when you look, when you really dive into this, and you really look and see how well Florida State played, not only in this game, but their winning streak to end the year. The only three losses came to NC State, Clemson, and Wake Forest. Three back-to-back losses. Had Florida State won one or two of those games, which looking back at it, you could have, and probably should have beat Clemson, could have beat NC State. Now, Wake Forest, the way that Wake Forest ran their offense, Florida State, defensively could not stop them, offensively didn't have enough gas in the tank to keep up. So even if you take away two of those losses, 11-1, 12-1, and what well, what a season that would have been. But can we just reflect on what Florida State did at 10-3? and three? And I know the narrative is going to be Mike Norvell has completely turned this program around, as it should be. Ooh, he has done... Really, really well. He's brought in the right staff. He's brought in the right players, not only through recruiting, but through the transfer portal. And he has made Florida State football fun once again. I'm really, really impressed by this team and what they accomplished this season. I hate that the season is over for the Knowles. I would love to see them continue playing. I wish college football would just never end. It's my absolute favorite sport in the world. But all in all, Florida State gets a 35-32 win, a nail-biter win at that. But it's a win nonetheless. It wasn't the best win, especially from a defensive standpoint. You weren't able to stop the run. Offensively, Jordan Travis had to carry the team like he's done many, many, many times this season. And he prevailed. Mike Norvell is the right guy for this job. He's going to be here for a very long time, in my own opinion. And I really think that after what he led this team to accomplish in 2022, I think he deserves a contract extension. I think you have to give him an extension after your first 10-win season in six years. Nobody else was able to do that. The only question I have leaving this season behind for Florida State is where do they go from here? How far up on the trajectory board can Florida State go from this ten and three season? Can they match that next year? Can they do it better? Or does something happen and they don't play as well next year? They don't finish nine and three in the regular season. I don't think that happens. I don't think that will be the the position they're in, you know, mid season, end of season next year. I think this Florida State team will be better in 2023. Jordan Travis is coming back to Tallahassee for a reason. A lot of the players are coming back to Tallahassee for one reason, and that's to go chase a championship. And with everything going on in the ACC, DJ Uliangalale leaving Clemson, with Sam Harpin transferring from Lake Forest, Drake Mays back at North Carolina, Miami is still Miami. You put Florida State in this next year, they might run the conference next year. They could end up as your 2023 ACC champions. But nonetheless, a Cheez-It Bowl victory. You get doused with Cheez-Its after the win in the trophy ceremony. You win a really tight, close game. Again, against a very, I guess you could say, overlooked Oklahoma team that combined with you for over a 1,000 yards of offense, this was not a defensive game by any point of the imagination. This was an all-out offensive showcasing. And it was an offensive showcasing from two completely different standpoints. Florida State passed the ball really, really effectively, didn't run the ball as well. Oklahoma, on the other hand, ran a ton of more rushing plays than they did pass plays. At one point, I think it was... 60 to 20 ratio or something like that. But the final thought on this is that Florida State played the best game they could have played, as did as did the Sooners. But in the end, Jordan Travis prevailed to have the better team in this game. Now, Florida State very well could have lost. It was a close game. Oklahoma had opportunities to go down and score, and the Florida State defense held. They held them. They got pressure. They got sacks. They forced incompletions. And the defense played well for the most part. They were, Especially in the first quarter, they struggled a little bit trying to figure out a way to contain Dylan Gabriel and that Oklahoma offense. But once they got rolling and they started going toe-to-toe, with Oklahoma, you, you just kind of knew that Florida State was somehow going to pull this out. And I'm really glad they did. I'm I'm happy for Mike Norvell. I'm happy for this program. I'm happy for the university. I'm happy for the fan base. Florida State has had a phenomenal year, capped off with a quality bowl win. Sure, it's not a New year Six, but hey, that's okay. No big deal. You still get a bowl win. And you're bringing back a lot of top-tier talent from this team next year. 2023 is going to be real fun, y'all. 2023 is going to be fun. But at the end of the day, the 2022 season is over for the Knowles, And they end it on the right note. And hopefully this goes to further progress things for this program, for the coaching staff, especially Mike Norville. Hopefully he gets that contract extension. And hopefully we see the Knowles even better in the spring and then even better than that come next fall. But until then, we gotta wait it out till the spring. And the Knowles will most likely be a top ten or eleven team once the final college football playoff rankings come out at after the season is over. Once the final rankings come out, Florida State will be Obviously higher than 13, but depending on what happens in the top 12 from now until the end of bowl season, all the way through the national championship, Florida State has a really good chance to even be a top 10 team. I would love to see it. I think they're deserving of it. They're one of the best three-loss teams out there, hands down. But that is it for this edition of Talking Knowles on the Beyond the Bleachers podcast network. I'm your host, Brandon Eisman. Again, Florida State knocks off Oklahoma 35-32 in the 2022 Cheez-It Bowl. I'll be back next week with different content. But until then, y'all, bye-bye.